This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Castrovin, and this is our latest look at the Detroit Tigers. I'm joined, as I am each and every week, by Jason Beck. Beck, uh, it seems like uh, the focus has shifted from one AL Central club to another when it comes to the Dodgers' search for a second baseman. Obviously, there's been a lot of attention on Brian Dozier uh, this offseason, and um, with things kind of at an impasse there, we're hearing Ian Kinsler's name quite a bit. But you know, there's some rumblings earlier in the offseason that for Kinsler to accept a trade anywhere, uh, any, I'm sorry, to any team that's on his no-trade list, the Dodgers included, you know, he might seek an extension. So, um, and, and he's under contract uh, with the Tigers for two more years. So what do you make of uh, Kinsler's market to the extent that it exists? Is this something uh, to keep tabs on or is it uh, uh, maybe not a, not a match? I think it's something worth following, but I think a lot of it depends on how badly the uh, Dodgers won second base. Uh, I think, you know, if they're looking to win now and they're willing to pay into the future to do it, I think, you know, maybe you can get something done. But Kinsler doesn't usually say say things and then change his mind very easily. Um, I'd be surprised if he wasn't looking for some sort of uh, enticement beyond the contract option to uh, to be willing to waive the no-trade clause. So especially as we get late to the offseason like this and you start looking at, um, you know, having to move on more of a short notice, especially somebody who's been through the uh, trade rumors already and who had to move from Texas to Detroit. I I think it's – I'd still be surprised if it happens, I guess. Yeah, and we're obviously getting late in the game, uh, you know, for a trade of that magazine. It still can happen, of course. It could happen in spring training. But uh, to date – And the other thing is, too, that, you know, you start getting into – you know, Al has made it pretty clear. They're not going to trade – Really, most anybody for for nothing. You know, notably guys yeah. like Kinsler. That they want some sort of, they want a decent prospect return in there. And if you know, De Leon wasn't good enough to get it done for right. Brian Dozier alone, I, I'm not sure if that would be enough for the, for the Tigers to part with Kinsler and really go into a uh, into a rebuilding year. Right. Exactly. And Dozier makes 15 million dollars total over the next few years. Uh, Kinsler, assuming the option is exercised, makes $23 million over the next two years. So, you know, the, the, the money is, is not a wash there. Um, you know, so I, I don't see the prospect uh, piece being as strong for Kinsler as it would be for Dozier just from that standpoint. So then you talk about an extension on top of that. So it, it, it's hard to see that being a match. And that kind of gets to the whole theme of the Tigers offseason where, you know, there, there haven't been many great matches on the trade market for, for what they've had to offer. And, and that's why the roster looks as similar as it does to, to what we saw in 2016. Uh, I see, you know, Justin Verlander kind of made the media rounds last week, uh, heard him on MLB network radio, saw him on MLB network. 
and you know, kind of voicing that optimism for 2017, saying you know, he, he's happy with the way things have gone this winter because he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. Uh, he didn't want to see this team dismantled. It did come close to the uh, postseason in 2016, fell just short at the end of the season. Uh, what'd you make of uh, Verlander's comments, Beck? Yeah, he was. We we kind of knew already that he had his ears finely tuned for trade rumors. I think the more you talk to him or you know, the more you talk to him or hear him talk to other people as well, the more you get the sense that the idea of spending your whole career with one team means something to him. And you, know, you have to remember, this is a franchise where, you know, two guys who spent 20 or more years with the franchise, Al Kaline and Al Trammell are back in the organization and are a pretty prominent uh, sites as instructors and in talent evaluators. So you know, these are guys that Verlander has seen for years and years. And well, I think Verlander wants to win a world series title really bad. I also think he values the idea of longevity in, you know, in one city and what spending his entire career in Detroit would mean. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a special thing, an increasingly rare thing, but a, but a special thing, no doubt. So it, it certainly seems like the Tigers are still in the mode of uh, adding versus subtracting. You know, if they were doing anything between now and spring training, probably add a body here and there. It might be more on the minor league contract side of things. But, uh, you know, Beck, we spent last week's podcast kind of going over their center field options and free agency. Obviously, that's been a very slow-moving market. It could be a situation where the Tigers just fill that internally. Uh, I know you had a chance to catch up with Jacoby Jones at the rookie development program uh, last week. and. Uh, what were his thoughts on, on that situation? It, it certainly seems like, as we sit here today, it certainly seems like he's going to have a legit opportunity to compete for the job. Yeah, he seems pretty excited by it. He seems like, uh, you know, he, he said he feels like center field is a natural position for him now, right up there with shortstop. Uh, he, he likes the idea of being able to show off his athleticism out there and the uh, the combination of, of speed and arm that uh, that, that position requires. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he responds in spring training once he goes up against big league competition. But I think right now he's in a really good mindset to where he's not thinking of this as a long shot and then go back to Toledo and get some more seasoning. He seems to be thinking of this as he's got a job that he has the potential to win. Now, we did see some movement in the uh, center field market, so to speak, uh, since we last spoke back. Malik Smith. Uh, intriguing young outfielder was moved twice <laughs> since we last spoke. He's moved twice in the span of a couple hours. Uh, first from Atlanta to Seattle and then from uh, Seattle to Tampa Bay. Is that a guy the Tigers were in on at all to your knowledge? Not seriously. You know, they inquired about him early in the off season, but it didn't go far. I think they realized pretty quickly that unless the Braves were going to make a play for, uh, for Kinsler or something like that, or maybe Verlander, something along those lines, that was going to be tough finding the type of return package that would entice the Braves to, to let him go. Uh, and, and you saw where the Braves basically traded Smith for, for prospects. And as we've said time and again here, the Tigers are trying to hold on to prospects, not trade them, even if they're getting young talent in return. Uh, I, I think uh if they didn't have Jacoby Jones, maybe it would have been a different story. But uh, it, it's tough for the Tigers to match up with the, the caliber of prospects that a lot of these other franchises have. 
Uh, other news and notes from the past week back, uh, the Tigers avoided arbitration with their remaining uh, arbitration-eligible players. They will have avoided going to a hearing since 2001. A pretty nice streak there. But I got to tell you, back when I saw the names, I was stunned. Bruce Rondone was eligible for arbitration. That, that snuck up on me. Uh, we talk about uh, sometimes relievers vulturing wins. This guy kind of vultured service time. He, he made it to arbitration. got to appreciate that for Bruce. Yeah, and I mean, the, the big difference there is that he spent the entire 14 season on the Major League DL with, uh, right. with uh, Tommy John surgery. And, and that accounts for, for a good chunk of that time where we didn't see him, but he was still accumulating time to get closer to arbitration. And it's been kind of uh, ups and downs between Detroit and Toledo ever since. Uh, it's it's interesting to see that you know he, he's no longer in that you know low salary salary the young talent category necessarily you know he's going to be making 850 850,000 and i think it's you know this is a key year for him to to show some production i think i said the same thing last year and he did show production and, and they were willing to keep him around especially to be part of a bullpen they're trying to kind of rebuild from within but now he has to take a step forward from that, I think, because you can see where, as you get to the, the second year of arbitration eligibility, that salary can escalate even further pretty quickly. Uh, winter caravan this week, Tigers winter caravan. Uh, what's on tap for you, Beck? Are you going to be bouncing all over the state? Uh, we'll see. It's you know they have a media gathering uh, on Thursday to kick it all all off usually. So I'm hoping they do that again, and that we can grab them there. Uh, there's an event going on in Toledo, a charity dinner with, or not a charity dinner, but some sort of dinner with uh, ticket holders. I think it might, it might involve uh, the Mudhens charity that includes uh, Brad Osmus and Mike Rojas. And uh, it's always kind of a sight to see uh, Verlander and, and some of the other big stars, uh, you know, kind of ogling after automobiles at the Detroit Auto Show, which comes up on uh, Friday afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, scouting out their uh, perhaps their next purchase. I'm, I know you'll be scouting that out as well, Beck. You're all over the the car market, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You know the the, uh, the prototype. High roller. That's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We want to thank Jason Beck for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 